morning vip zoe with science live for february hope everyone is well we've had half time last week um i know some have half time this week so this is a really new paper that we're chatting through today um it just came out in january just gonna get the slides up um I don't know if anyone will join us, but I will endeavour to let them in if they do join. So this one is um, called Kangaroo Mother Care Had a Protective Effect on the Volume of Brain Structures in Young Adults Born Preterm. This was in um, the ACTA paediatric paper. It is a free access paper, so you can read the entire paper. Um, there's a link, obviously, and the paper I have saved to will save to the group. Um, it's a follow-up study um, as adults from children born preterm and that had kangaroo care. It has absolutely phenomenal um, results. So it, it kind of doesn't have the same standard format, like it doesn't because it's it's like a follow-up um, and so it kind of has its own way of being written. So it's not quite broken down in the same way. Uh, but their keynotes that they shared say that we investigated whether the protective effects of kangaroo mother care on the neurodevelopment of preterm infants persisted beyond infancy because there is quite a bit of research that shows that we know in the immediacy it improves outcomes you know it improves things very much short term um and it, it's been done in in the sort of first couple of years of life into toddlerhood but it hasn't really been done particularly long term so what they did is they Brain scans and cognitive memory and motor skills tests were performed on 20-year-old adults who had participated in a randomised controlled trial of kangaroo mother care versus incubator care. The volumes of main brain structures associated with intelligence, attention, memory and coordination were larger in infants who had received kangaroo mother care. So that's really, really amazing. So there is a very clear difference in the brain structure of those who had the kangaroo mother care. They then have the background. So one of the most serious problems that affects preterm infants is the impact on their neurodevelopment and the central nervous system functioning and performance of that. So um, we know that the central nervous system goes really a, a huge amount during the third trimester and the brain volume increases almost five times in amount between 26 and 40 weeks gestation. So that time is really critical for brain development um, in utero. And obviously, depending on when a baby is born, they don't get that. Um, they get it sort of after so it's how how do we optimize that so we know that critical neurodevelopment processes take place during the second third trimesters of gestation and this continues beyond birth and obviously it's interrupted in those that are born before those those times and we know that kangaroo mother care has been shown to have a neuroprotective impact during childhood i.e it sort of helps it sort of protects the development stops it being negative <laughs> you know stops um stops the negative impact so we know that prematurity disrupts development on pretty much all levels, um, even when there's been no specific injuries um, to, to them um, before they're born. Um, so we know that the decreased brain volume don't recover during childhood, and it has been associated with decreased measures of intelligence, executive function, which is that higher thinking, the reasoning, the risk-taking, the impulsive behaviour, etc. Kangaroo mother care is an evidence-based technology that centers on the mother as the primary provider of heat and stimulation rather than an incubator. So this comes back to that phrase, the mother as the treatment, um, which is, you know, phenomenal. The other thing, obviously, that kangaroo mother care does impact is it impacts the parents too. So it's not just a one directional thing, um, which can obviously make it hard to measure. 
um, the, the, the impacts of this. Uh, it involves skin-to-skin -skin contact in the kangaroo position, kangaroo nutrition in the form of maternal breast milk and close monitoring after early hospital discharge. So what we know is that there is very little standardization of kangaroo mother care. So we looked at this before um, where um, the review paper where they were looking at sort of all the different um, studies that have been done and, and some do a little bit of kangaroo mother, like this definition of what is kangaroo mother care isn't really like a robust uh, description of it, um, which it can vary per, per study. Um, but we know that there's a massive growing body of evidence that indicates that kangaroo mother care decreases mortality, i.e. less death, um, uh, amongst preterm infants. It promotes breastfeeding, which promotes um, survival, and it increases mother-infant bonding and attachment. So they hypothesized, I, they thought that kangaroo mother care would encourage retrobane brain tissue growth, maturation and pathway formation. So neural pathway formation, which is how the brain kind of connects up and communicates um, and builds these higher structures. These have been associated with better cognition um, and motor functioning in infants who receive kangaroo mother care after their normal um, brain growth and development was disrupted by preterm delivery. But there have not been that many uh, preterm studies done, so long-term studies done. So the original study that this, this came from was conducted in Bogota in Colombia between 1993 and 1996, which is obviously a considerable amount of time ago. The randomized, it was a randomized controlled trial. So they had uh, infants that they randomly placed in these categories of either normal standard care, which was incubator care or kangaroo mother care. So um, it's quite a robust, an RCT is a very robust way of studying. Um, and doing research. So um, there was, they studied 743 preterm and full-term infants who were born weighing less than 200 grams and split into four groups. So under 1200 grams, between 1200 and 1500 grams, 1501 grams to 1800 grams and 1801 grams to 200 grams. So, um, and then they were randomly allocated to either group. The, the present study followed up the 433 subjects born weighing up to 180 grams, 412 of these have survived up to one year of age, 264 were traced and re-enrolled in this study, which was between 2012 and 2014. Now, bear in mind, we're in 2022, so you can see that they have been, you know, this was actually done quite a number of years ago, but this is all the data and how they pick out um, and hypothesize and create these, these papers after they've done the actual studies. Um, in 1995, they um, assembled and followed a cohort of full-term healthy newborns born at the same hospital where this was performed, um, and they traced 37 of these between 2012-2014, and they underwent the same tests as the, as the premature babies in order to provide a, a relevant baseline of normal brain development. So they, they had this, this other group to compare to. Um, so interventions in the original randomised control trial were that kangaroo mother care only began once the infant could suck and swallow properly without treatment. Um, so that's fairly crucial because that might come later. They had to be exclusive or very nearly exclusively breastfeeding. And it was prolonged continuous skin to skin on the chest, early home discharge, and then daily follow-up visit to an outpatient kangaroo mother care clinic. So when they did uh, quite a lot of this original early kangaroo mother care studies in sort of South America, they they basically prescribed kangaroo mother care as the treatment. And it was it was literally really like you pretty much wear your baby 24 seven. Um, 
holding your baby in that position um you're supported by family members to do that if you can't do it you know other parents parents would do it or other family members would do it um, and it was this outpatient kangaroo mother care clinic where you would go and sit with other people doing the same thing with the baby so this isn't just a little bit of kangaroo mother care whilst the baby's in special care this is a, an extended program of kangaroo mother care so it's it's not necessarily what's been practiced in this country for example so traditional care, so the other group was they were kept in incubators until they achieved temporary regulation and were discharged according to hospital practice when they weighed around 700, uh, 1700 grams and they received normal outpatient care that was available. So um, they didn't get any necessarily extra um, support like the other group did with the, the outpatient kangaroo mother care clinic. Um, obviously, they might not have got temperature regulation um, until they're a bit older. Um, so yeah, and they wouldn't have necessarily had any skin-to-skin -skin contact. Um, at 20 years, they measured the cerebral volume of grey and white matter in the brain and organisation of that white matter in specific areas. And they then did neurological and neuropsychological tests. So how do you measure someone's intelligence? We well, have to do a test to give you a measure. Um, same with things like fine motor skills, coordination, learning, memory. So they did all these tests on them as well as MRI scans to measure, physically measure the matter in the brain. So not just physically measuring it, but measuring how that brain matter performed um, to know how it impacts kind of day-to-day -day life. So um, what they state on this is that the results of these tests will be analyzed in depth in a later study. So there will be far more research to come out of this actual study um, as they look at all this data. Again, I'm not really sure why it's taken so long, because this was, what, 2014. Um, so, yeah, but these things do take time um, and money to pay for these research studies and pay people to look at the look at all the data and take it all out. So the exposure variable was the original randomised allocation to kangaroo mother care or control treatment. The duration of kangaroo mother care in days was used to determine whether there was a dose-response relationship, i.e., the more amount, that, you know, the more days you spend with kangaroo mother care, the better the outcome for the brain. The better the brain um, connects up, the more brain volume, the more matter, um, better intelligence, better fine motor control, better memory, etc. Um, so these variables they measured were the volume of the brain structure and the function test schools that they did. So by definition, the control group had no days in kangaroo mother care. If infants in the kangaroo mother care group were re-hospitalized without their parents, the duration of hospitalization was subtracted from their duration of mother, kangaroo mother care. So they did add that in, which I think is really important to do. They found that more infants in the control group than the kangaroo mother care group um, died during the 20-year follow-up. So we've got a chart here, which uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't be able to hear, but it will be in the group. Um, so you can see there were originally 433 weighing less than 1800 grams um, in the control group, 204 in the kangaroo mother care group, 229. From the 204, 14 died before a year. Um, in the kangaroo mother care group, seven died. Um, as percentages, that's, that's quite significant, isn't it? 14 to seven. And bear in mind, there were more in the kangaroo <laughs> control group, uh, kangaroo mother care group. Um, and then how many they sort of looked at at 12 months is you had 190 in the control group and you had 222 um, in the kangaroo mother care group. Then you've got some more stats. So after that, you've got um, 
two died in the control group, one died in the kangaroo mother care group. And then how some did recover, didn't recover, and get how we got to the totals of the study. So how many they, they managed to find at 20 um, was 125 out of the control group, 139 in the kangaroo mother care group. And then they took out those that were born uh, at term, which was 11 in the uh, kangaroo mother care group and seven in the control group. And then they had issues with some things like the MRIs weren't able to be interpreted or things were interfering with the test results. So that's how you get to the total at the end of, it was 81 in the control group and 97 in the kangaroo mother care group. So what they found was that preterm subjects had smaller volume in all structures when compared to the full term group, except for the cerebral amygdala, smaller fractional anastropy length and total white matter fiber counts. So this is comparing the the, the ran like the, the small group that they compared that were born in the same hospital that born on full time. So this is just giving you an idea of compared to you know normal development, what the preterm group had. What they then obviously have is that that, that preterm group split into the two groups of the kangaroo mother care and, and incubator care. What they then found was that the kangaroo mother care group had large, larger volumes of total grey matter and cortical grey matter and subcortical grey matter in very specific areas. White matter, the kangaroo mother care group had a significantly higher volume. And I'm not going to go massively too much into those numbers because the way that they analyze this and, and all the, the numbers are you know, fairly meaningless in terms of what it, <laughs> trying to translate that. Um, so what they then found was that significant independent effects on brain areas um, to be associated with cognitive function. They also showed increased volume increase as a duration of the, the kangaroo mother care. So what they know is that the more kangaroo mother care those infants had, the more the volume increased of the brain, which is really amazing to, to, to be able to kind of really correlate those things. Um, high, one of the things that they found that when you're looking at groups in terms of confounding variables or things that other things might cause these differences, they found that a higher proportion of those who received kangaroo mother care were male, had received invasive ventilation, had been hospitalised in the neonatal, neonatal intensive care unit and had a higher severity index. They also had, which is great, a shorter medium hospital stay, lower gestational age and weight discharge than the control group. So from a you know, financial point of view, if they're discharged earlier from hospital, um, they don't need to stay in that kind of care environment um, as long. So, you know, that's really, really positive that they were able to be out of hospital sooner, which, you know, is known to be a really stressful environment for parents and for infants. So the sooner that they're out of that, you know, the better they can start their, their continue that development. So I think that's really, really positive that although they had received um, more invasive care potentially, they were out of hospital sooner. Um, these results uh, were retained 20 years after the initial trial showed that kangaroo mother care had significant independent effects on selected brain areas known to be associated with cognitive function. So we know that brain growth is determined by interactions uh, between our genetic programming and the environment and there are very critical periods when the capacity for plasticity and functionality are highly sensitive to external influences and obviously that a period of that is if once they are born um, that environment becomes really you know much more varied um, 
hospitalization is generally viewed as stressful for infants, it's also stressful for parents, um, as it prevents normal interaction with their parents. Um, and Cagri Mother Care shortens this suboptimal period and allows parents to become active in their child's lives as you know, in developmental care programs. So they suggest that there are two possible mechanisms for the effects of kangaroo mother care on neuromotor, sensorial and psychomotor development in premature infants. So they have a neurological mechanism and a social mechanism. Now they don't mean that they don't sort of impact each other, but the neurological mechanism involves this maturation and regulation of the brain organization and the physical structures of the brain. Um, and it sort of resets the maturation of the basic basal nucleus and the cerebral cortex, which are really key for all the other stuff that layers on top. So um, they basically say that it just helps the brain to, to develop kind of on that trajectory that it would normally develop on. And um, that allows it to not have detriment you know, to effects. Um, so they say that the volume of the cerebral cortex increases five times during the third trimester and by three to four times in postnatal life. So we know that those periods are really, really critical for the cerebral cortex growth of the brain um, and that the growth is determined by interactions between these environmental you know, modifications or our environment and genetic programming. Um, it also showed that the immature brain has increased capacity to develop in the response to environmental stimulus. Um, so we know as the brain is developing, it's much more impacted by the environment um, than just that developmental path, but it is really sensitive to deprivation as well. So um, because it's it's not well established, the brain pathways are not well established yet or not even established. We know that if there's a lot of stress, um, that cortisol then affects that development, which is what they're sort of implying there. Um, they say during kangaroo mother care, the mother's womb is replaced by the parent's body. It shields the infant from a disruptive extra uterine environment and provides and filters the flow of information and stimuli necessary for development of the sensory motor nervous system. And all these senses are properly stimulated during kangaroo mother care. So they say it supports the development of the vestibular system through chest movement on the mother, touch through skin to skin contact, smell through exposure to the mother's body odor and milk, vision through the eye contact during feeding and actually just you know, being on body and um, hearing the mother's voice, breathing and heartbeat. It also provides further proprioceptive stimulation um, provided by the position baby is held in, which stimulates this fetal, simulates the fetal restraint in the womb. So um, holding the infant in skin to skin may potentiate neuro, neurobiologically programmed development of the brain during the last few months of gestation. So what they're saying is kind of by doing that, you're, you're allowing the brain to continue that, that pathway. Um, they say that the findings from this study provide evidence that these long-term results persist into young adulthood, suggesting that the protective role of kangaroo mother care on brain maturation has long-lasting effects. So then they are delve into the social mechanism. So saying that actually a really important component of this intervention is the involvement and empowerment of the parent um, and that kangaroo mother care strengthens that connection. Um, it, so they become more responsive, more sensitive to each other. They suggest that kangaroo mother care enhances the macro environment by creating a climate in which the parents become progressively more aware of the child and more prone to sensitive caring. This is what optimizes the long-term development. Um, the state that another paper by their team on the 20-year follow-up study reported that parents in this group were more protective and nurturing. There were things like less absenteeism from school and better high school grades, 
um, less involvement in crime. Um, it was phenomenal. It's really interesting to saying that young adults who were premature and received the kangaroo mother care were less hyperactive, less aggressive, showed less internalization, externalization, and socially deviant conduct. <laughs> um, the effects were very sizable. Furthermore, the parents who were involved in kangaroo mother care knew their children better. They had better relationships. They did better, uh, which is phenomenal. And um, it's great that there's so much data to come out of this and more studies. To, you know to be published on this so their final conclusion i will read out to you which is the results of this study suggest that the protective nurturing neuroprotective effects of kangaroo mother care persisted into young adulthood an independent positive association was found between the duration of kangaroo mother care and the volumes of total gray matter basal nuclei and the cerebellum and the organization of white matter these structures are involved in both minor and severe squalae that are considered typical of prematurity, such as IQ deficits and problems with attention, memory, fine and gross motor skills and coordination. Kangaroo mother care is not just an alternative to a lack of incubators or an initiative that use, is used to promote bonding and promote breastfeeding. It can also induce a long lasting protective effect against the deleterious neurodevelopment consequences of leaving the womb too soon. The letter is, just means negative, effectively. Poor, bad. Um, so that's amazing, that conclusion. Um, and so why would that not also be really supportive of normal infants born at term? Um, you know, if it's really helping those that have had a tricky start, but those have been born early, so that brain development hasn't been able to continue in the womb, why would carrying not be beneficial for those that haven't necessarily experienced those things? Um, because what they're saying is that anything other than that is causing a potential negative impact on the brain um, because of the difference in the environments. And I think that's really interesting to explore um, this long-term development and how they, they, they separate it out between the social mechanism of it and the neurological kind of that development neuroscience aspect of it, um, which obviously those two things are inextricably linked, but you can't separate those things out because they are, because of the, the dyadic nature of it, of, of being held together um, in that way. So I think it's a really um, amazing study. Um, I think it's something that special care and hospitals etc need to look at in a different way because I think kangaroo mother care is not being used in the way that this study did it um, originally the original RCT in, in Bogota um, that's not how kangaroo mother care is typically done in western medicine western cultures and so I think um, we have to be careful about you know sharing this uh, in some ways because you know, just because somebody had a little bit of skin to skin with their baby in special care, like this isn't that. <laughs> this is this is a very different intervention, and actually, it's it's really powerful in suggesting that we need to change up you know, special care and how we are treating um, those premature babies around this form of you know the mother is the treatment, the mother is the incubator, rather than to promote the separation. Um, because the separation is partly what is causing the damage to the, the brain, um, not allowing that brain to develop in the normal way. 
um, because it disrupts that process. Um, and so it, it's not necessarily that it improves outcomes, it's that it stops the negative impacts of the other thing, if that makes sense. It's that whole, you know, benefits of breastfeeding when actually breastfeeding is a biological norm. But this development, when, when a baby is born too soon, would continue if they were in the womb. And what this does is tries to support that rather than um, this push for survival over anything else and not thinking about those long-term impacts because the work that Niels Bergman has done shows that although survival rates of premature babies have gone up significantly with this sort of care, their long-term impact is, is not great. Um, we know that it causes long-term impact on their brain development um, and their outcomes in life. And so if we can do things that are improving those longer-term outcomes as, as well, then that's really significant. And I think that's where this paper kind of does that really, really well. So as usual, it will all be posted in BIP for you. Any questions, let me know and I will speak to you all soon.